welcome to another episode of Carry On Up The Village. I'm Christopher, and this is the village. This is the missus. Hi, I'm Fiona. Thank you for downloading the podcast. Hope you enjoy it. So, the power of dreams, Fiona. (laughs) A, B, and C. That's my fear, you know. What? That the prisoner is... All a dream. That That's the only explanation they give you. He woke up and it was all he a dream. He woke up and it was all a dream. Well, that was all about dreams this time. Uh-huh. Number two, who we'll come back to in a minute, uh, uh, got another villager, number 14, to bring forward the experiment uh, whereby number six, while he was sleeping, uh, would have his dreams manipulated so that he would meet people that they hoped he would uh, tell why he resigned. Uh, but number two, number six got wind of it and managed to manipulate the process in return to lead them on a wild goose chase in the third segment, um, which meant that number two got a phone call that it looked like he wasn't going to relish taking, uh, although number six remained in I'm- the village. I'm not sure we're going to see that number two again. Do you not think, do you think uh, whoever's on the other end of that phone... We're assuming it's number one. Are you assuming it's number one? Well, or, or the management, the government, the whoever's in charge. Well, he called the bizarre. Yes. He called the person on the phone, sir. Uh, so what did you think of it? I enjoyed it. Okay, good. Any other observations other than enjoying it? Um, I, I think I've quite enjoyed seeing number six outside of the village. Okay. And so to see him at the party being mm-hmm. a bit more socialising, mm-hmm. we had one or two Patrick moments. <laughs> Patrick moments. When he was kind of flirting and that. All right. And being all charming. I enjoyed that. Oh, did you? Yeah. So, um, and it was nice to see more vivacious people. And, and stuff, and not the weird folk you get in the village. Okay. So I enjoyed that. I enjoyed mm-hmm. it a lot. So there was no new number two in this case. You pointed that out to me. Yes, because you hadn't spotted it. No. Uh, it was Colin Gordon again, uh, as in the last episode that we saw. Just uh, for, for our listeners' sake, it, we've had a little break, so it wasn't yes. like it was that recent. I know. Until that. Um, <coughs> did you think that... I think he seems a bit more desperate. I've, I've, I've wrote down one. number two is scared. Yes. I don't think we've seen number two being that scared. They've mm-hmm. been, been more lording it over people. Yes. I quite liked him in this again. Just I liked him. I liked him. I liked him being scared and apprehensive just as much as I liked him being uh, cocksure in the last one. Mm. No, it was good. Mm-hmm. I like the sort of. Desperation. Okay. Though I I never honestly thought, with all the tension they're trying to build, Mm -hmm. that they would damage number six in any way. There wasn't the anxiety there for us with that. It's more whether number six would win or not. Do you not think this represented a bit of a step on in how much they were willing, how far number two was willing to push number six. Because before they have mm. said, he's too precious, we can't do that. Can't risk it, but now they're but risking it. But now he it. was like, yeah, we maybe. have to. It's our last chance, he said. It's our last chance. <laughs> it's his last his chance. His last chance, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I thought that was interesting. That I kind of thought it was interesting that this episode, there have been episodes like this before, but 
it was all about them trying to break number six. It wasn't about them having to try and foil his escape plans. He didn't even try to escape, really, in this one at all. Um, And uh, him messing, eventually, with with number two and with the experiment. Though I think the... Well, a few moments in in the experiments led him to be able to figure it out. Mm -hmm. Um, One of which he opened his eyes and saw... 14, so he made the connection between 14 and whatever mm-hmm. it was. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when 14 was being the girl spy, um, she oh, yes. she made the girl spy say something like, we all make mistakes, sometimes you have to, which is what he had, she had said to him at the cafe. Oh, also almost like she was sort of helping him. Well, I, d- I wonder whether it was an accidental but it was a reason why he started to put to, and why I think the next time he followed her, and you know, like, ah, oh, that was together. very well spotted. I didn't, I didn't spot that. <laughs> oh, that's interesting. Yes, that's good. Um, what do you think about people's dreams, Fiona? What are they for? Well, I think I'm fascinated by dreams. Uh-huh. Um, I think it's a lot of uh, playing through things in your mind to deal with your emotions or anxieties or what you're going through. So, But I don't think when you dream about people in your dreams, you're dreaming mm-hmm. about them, those people represent a bit of your personality. Mm-hmm. And so if you're dreaming about something happened to those people mm-hmm. or you're doing something to those people, is about your um, needing to address that side of your personality. All right, okay. Do you think there's any possibility through drugs or other means, that your dreams could be manipulated. Yes. Oh, against your will, or in a way that could be controlled, um, like they're doing in this episode. I think they what they do here in terms of <coughs> introducing ideas and subject matters to see what you would do with them could be done, but I don't think you could control what you do with them too much. So I don't think they can make me as the dreamer react to whatever they're introducing in a certain way. I don't think you'll be as specific as <coughs> I uh, you introduce this person to my dream and therefore I do what I would have done in real life had I met those, had people. I met those people. But um, but I do think um, you could, by powers of persuasion, try and influence a dream and see what the outcome is just just for laps. Oh, you don't be worried about that? Why would you never worry about anything that they have these concepts. <laughs> I wouldn't let anyone do <coughs> I wouldn't let anyone do that. But couldn't it be done against your will? Yeah, but a lot of things could be done against my will or without me knowing. Oh, I love your I love your attitude <laughs> towards life. Yeah, awful things you happen all the time. I don't mind. Well, I can't do anything. If I'm not aware of it, what can I mind about it? What can I do about it? Okay, I'll be manipulating your dreams later on. If you had that skill, you would be more <laughs> wealthy than you are now. Oh, I needed an oscilloscope and some headphones, <laughs> it would seem. You need to inject me with some red... Ribena. <laughs> yes, the, the injectors did look suspiciously like Ribena. Did you notice that uh, the decanter with the, the water in it is the decanter that we've got? We don't have the glass over the top, though. 
No, not over the top like that, but yeah. it was very similar. The yeah. shape was almost identical. Because it's like you've got everything from the 70s. Yeah, from the 60s. This, this 60s, case. sorry. Yeah. Um, now, I have a couple of comments. Okay. Was this the first time we've seen rain in the village? Oh, well, uh, I don't know the first time we've seen rain in the village, but since this was shown as the third episode, I would imagine it probably was the first time there had been right. rain in the village, yes. But it's the first time I think we've seen it. Oh, I didn't, when, when was it raining in the village? When they brought in him the first time, and remember they oh, were Oh, yes, don't up. get the wet in yeah. here. Oh. Although, haven't we... I'm sure I've... Maybe I've read something about it only rains at night in the village. Ooh. So maybe we have seen it rain at night in the village. Maybe. Um, maybe that was in the other prison, I think the 2009 prison or something was mentioned about how does it rain? It rains at night when you're not, when you don't notice it. I can't remember. Well, well spotted. You're very observant about these things. Yeah. One more uh, observation. Mm-hmm. There's no cameras in the facility. To see him break in. To see him break in, yeah. Of all the places in the village, is it the only place that they don't bother to monitor people? Monitor, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was my observation. I would also have said that that's quite a useful place for him to be able to get into. Yes. And I would therefore expect all the rest of the episodes to involve him breaking in there and finding things out so he can try to escape. But yeah. I'm pretty sure that we never see him break in there again. I know. Um, <coughs> It's almost like you weren't expected to follow the story from week to week like that in the 60s. You were just supposed to turn up for yeah, well, that's for fight of the week and, yeah. and brief spy story. Yeah, no, we've got a fight. That was quite nice. Two fights. Two fights. Yeah, two fights. Good. One because since now, what was the one where he was somewhere foreign? Oh, that was the what the one when he was somebody different. Yeah. Do not forsake me, oh my darling. So he fought in that, didn't he? Uh yes, probably, yeah. Um He's fought in most of them. Has he? Yeah. Mm. It's like a big part of why you tune in. Okay. To watch him fight. He was cool with it though, wasn't well, he? Well do you think he's cool when yeah. he fights? My favourite Patrick moments, I have to say, were both silent. One when he first recognises number fourteen when he wakes up after the first night when she's buying flowers oh, yeah. outside his door, which was pretty stupid of her. Like avoid number six, but I would say don't even go out. Mm. Yeah, um, and then the second one, in what was quite a lengthy sequence without any speech, was when he broke in and was exploring the lab yeah. um, himself. I thought in both of those he was he conveyed everything. He knew exactly what he was yeah. thinking and doing all the way through. I would say they were Patrick moments, but they were good acting. Oh, I'd say they were Patrick moments. Do you not? He needs to be a bit of a hey hey. Maybe for you. That's what I like in my Patrick moment. Uh, you like a Patrick moment where he's a bit... Uh, oh, hey, hey. Uh, hey. I also like the the, um, the music in the C section when he'd, uh, when he'd sort of messed about with it and the music was now a bit more jazzy. Yes. And more. everything was kind of at an angle. That, so that, they're suggesting good. he was taking drugs. Yeah, they must have all been on drugs, eh? Mm. Mm. Okay. Uh, I did was... like the house that had the party in it, by the way. All right. That's interesting. Maybe not, because it was kind of old-fashioned. Like my, my taste in like things. Like your taste in things, not not ultra-60s modern, like my taste in things. Yeah, you prefer number six's house, don't oh, you? Oh, number five. I'd love to live in number six's house. <laughs> it's the round archways, <laughs> I think, maybe. Yeah. 
Even the horrible plastic draining board, I quite like, oh, I remember horrible plastic draining boards. Oh, they were lovely. You just love everything from your childhood. I do, I do. What about his dressing gown, his sort of rust-coloured dressing gown with a black stripe? I actually had a thought, which I'll spoil the surprise and tell you now. I was going to get Lorna to make one of those for you. <laughs> a number six dressing gown? Well, it's, yeah. <laughs> Surely you could find some material that, that looked like that. That would be very niche. But you'd like, like it, wouldn't I, you? I don't think you ever see him in that dressing gown apart from in this episode. Oh, really? oh yeah, I would love it. <laughs> I probably would open it and go, oh, that's really nice. Laura made it especially. Oh, that's really nice. Because it's like number six. Oh, I would have to probably have to be hinted towards it because it's not a famous bit of, okay. bit of, uh, what do we call it? But yes, I was. I, Couture. I didn't know. Not like the, the blade, the pipe. Would blazer. you prefer the pipe blazer? Oh, I think everybody would prefer the pipe blazer. But you'd never wear it because everybody would go, you just think you're number six. <laughs> Do you remember there was a time on Coronation Street when Gail wore a blazer? And I think I think it was kind of referenced at some point. Somebody said... Well, uh, I wouldn't have known what the reference was. Be seeing you or something. Oh, uh, right. Uh, mm-hmm. you, so you were like a cape? I wouldn't really. A little cape, yeah, exactly. You'd never wear it. Uh, although you used to... You had that for a while. You still got it, I assume, that um, sort of jacket or coat that was really a cape. Oh, the black and white one. Yeah. Yeah. See, that was. Well, a that's bit, almost in the style, isn't it? That was a bit, uh, bit religious. Yeah. <laughs> oh well. Anything else to be said? You haven't for an episode you seem to like. You've not got. You've not got much to to say. Well, there wasn't too many layers of complex. What's what the hell's going on over this? Mm-hmm. They kind of told you what was going on going in the beginning, on. and you were just following whether it would succeed or not. Do you think? <coughs> At the end, it emerged that he was, or it was suggested that he was going on holiday. He was not going to sell out. Mm-hmm. Do you believe that? Um, I believe he wasn't going to sell out, but I think there's more to him retiring than he's just fed up with it. I think he saw something, knows something, did something that he doesn't want to be part of. Okay. And I think that might be the reason why they keep plugging away at it, because they want to know what he knows. Not necessarily that he's going to be telling other people that. Mm-hmm. <coughs> I think that, therefore, is something bad that his side is working on, and he's saying, I'm not being part of this, or is it something bad that he's discovered about the other side, or the other side's not important, as I think has been mentioned in the village yeah. before. I think he's probably knows some information that the consequences of him passing it on to his own side Mm-hmm. Is there's too much fallout potential, and he doesn't want that to happen, so he's just keeping still. Yeah, avoiding the fallout. Though, I mean, if you look at the credits, don't look at me like that. Okay. As if I meant to know what that means. Sorry. Um, if you um look at the credits at the beginning, he is very angry. Mm-hmm. So banging his fist on the maybe table. Maybe it is more that he's found out something that his own side is doing mm-hmm. that he's not approving of. And, you know, he was a moral man. Who was number one? Well, because number two was calling someone sir, Uh (coughs) I am back to thinking it's one person rather than just a government or an entity or something. In, in the, with the assumption that it's one person, do you think it might be a person that we've seen before? Well, an old number two is now the number one. Maybe. In in the event that a number one is eventually revealed, 
Are we going to go, <gasps> but he was, or she was. Well, I don't, apart from number six, we're not really invested in any characters. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I probably wouldn't remember if it was someone was from someone the previous episode. Seen, he didn't even recognise the same <coughs> number two from, well, he did recognise, but he didn't put two and two together. Well, you didn't let me see more than one, more than the credits before you. Well, I thought you would spot it then. Challenge me, no. Mm-hmm. So what else could I be watching for this episode? Oh, well, you could have been watching. I feel like we pretty much know exactly what you could have been watching now. Uh, the End of the Newcomers, Dactari and the world, Beginning of the World of Worcester on BBC One. Or Outlook, Plus a Change, the, the series that seems to be all about France at this point. Uh, an episode on Paris. Followed by uh, Wheelbase, which is all about the cars of nineteen of the 1970s. <gasps> the top secret, it, it describes it as 6,000 people work in a top secret facility for Ford. The 6,000 people work there. It's not really top secret, is it? Uh, developing the cars of tomorrow. Um, so would you think you would have watched any of those or The Prisoner, or do you think you would just have not watched I probably would have watched Prisoner, but well, The Worcester would be the other possibility. possibility. All right. Do you have anything else to add on this uh, A, B, and C? No, do you? No, not really. Just a word for... Uh, who's your favourite other villager? There weren't that many in it. No, there weren't. Fourteen. <laughs> Fourteen. She was good. <laughs> the old lady that gave him the drug tea. That was my favourite. <laughs> the stony-faced maid was my favourite. Either that or, or the French maid from the party. Oh, she was my favourite in a different way. I thought she you might like. Her. I think that was quite interesting because that sort of... They said he spotted someone because that was when they didn't know who C was. Yeah. He said, here comes. Oh, oh, no, it's not her. Oh, see why he's looking at her. And it's like, we've not really, we've known that he is clearly attracted to women, <laughs> yeah. but not in a sort of a, well, hey, this but this she looks quite nice, kind of a way. But based on what other things were ha- were happening in the TV in the 60s, I think that's a very commendable way of mm. suggesting it without having to go to do any rapey Whoa. scenes. Yeah. They weren't all rapey scenes. I'm referring to the carry-ons. They weren't all rapey scenes. You're as guilty as others of saying that's what the carry-ons were like, when in fact when that happened in the carry-ons, that's exactly what we said. This is actually not like the carry-ons. I never said it was like what they were like. I just Mm. used it as a comparison of some other things that were going on at the time. I'm just disappointed that you would continue to propagate that myth, even in such a small way. Although I understand why you said I am not saying... Okay. Any more on The Prisoner before we... Because that's our other podcast. Any more on The Prisoner before we uh, wrap up? Nope. Nope. Well, if you have anything that you want to uh, comment or ask us about or whatever, you can contact us at prisonerpodcast at gmail is our email address or at prisonerpod on Twitter. Uh, So... All that remains is to say, join us again the next time that we carry on up the village. Bye! Bye!